the Bear Down Report podcast featuring Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, Brendan Shagru, and your host, Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Report podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dangle. You can find me on Twitter at BDR Dangle. Jack Wright is here. You can find him on Twitter at JWrightBDR. Folks, I can't believe I'm about to say this. He has returned from the longest break that has ever existed. Logan Bradley is here with us. You can find Logan at BDR Bradley. Uh, Logan, like, what's going on, dude? Where where you been? Uh, Yeah, I'm alive. The thing was that I heard that there was a lot of people out on Twitter, um, in the newspapers, on TV, talking about how they haven't heard from me on this podcast in a while. And I'm kind of what puts if I may asses in seats um, on this podcast. So I just figured I'd jump on again, try to bump your guys' numbers up. Um, But no, it is is super good seeing your guys' faces, hearing your voices, and uh, being able to talk some shop with you guys. You guys have been absolutely crushing it. So I'm, uh, I'm honored to be back. We, we're, we're bummed that we couldn't have the whole crew. Patrick Sheldon and Brendan Chagru both have things going on uh, while we're recording this podcast, but we knew that there was so much movement going on that we needed to talk a little bit about that. So we're going we're gonna to hop pretty much right into it. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home this next year, visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more about how Jeff Cadwallader with App Properties can help you. Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. Visit GenevaJeff.com today or call or text Jeff directly at 630-254-4734. Get yourself a fresh cut, bruh. Sheridan's Barbershop, located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, has been serving the community for 67 years with five barbers open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, They have appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. You can go to SheridansBarbershop.com or you can call 630-668-0137 and book your haircut today. Sheridans Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. All right. So before we talk about these big moves, Logan, just you are now out in Los Angeles. Uh, Tell us that the weather is terrible, that people are not attractive, you hate your new job, and I don't know, what what else can we do to Jack to to make us feel better about our situation? He looks tan. like no, He does look tan. And and I'm Irish, so that's when you know I'm not lying, (laughs) that I'm actually in L.A., because I'm white. (laughs) <laughs> I think I think Logan and I did the like which one of us is pastier and right now like it's not even a little bit close like dude like what I mean it if, like if I'm here I got to try to like play the part and fit in a little bit so I've been going to the beach you know all right so we'll brag a little bit that's you know I'm 10 just short 10 minute drive from the beach so every weekend when I have nothing to do because I have like six friends a total in this town um, I'll go lay on the beach for like two hours but the uh, the job has been wonderful, uh, being able to work for Fox Sports and meet a lot of cool people. That's been a lot of fun. Um, and then on top of that, yeah, just the, the the listen people in Chicago, assuming the majority of this uh, these listeners are in Chicago. Warm weather, not overrated. It's very underrated. Um, it's very nice waking up every day to 70 degrees and sun. And as I was talking about before we started recording, occasionally you want a crappy day because you want a reason to sit inside and do nothing at all. 
you just don't get those. So again, first world problem, but uh, we're out here on the West Coast surviving and uh, hopefully you guys someday can uh, can stop by and uh, say hello. Is the traffic terrible? Tell me the traffic's it, terrible. I mean, something. It's got, I mean, the cost uh, of living. So oh, high. cost of living it's definitely, good. definitely sucks. Definitely sucks. Um, I would like roommates. Um, you know, if anyone's moving out to LA, I can, uh, I can vet you a little bit and maybe we'll, was that an invitation? Uh, we'll find I a place. Like that was, an invitation. was that? <laughs> Look, Jack, I don't want to ask you directly, but yeah, I'm glad that you caught on to that Wait. because I could, I could use that. You you can't leave the office, Jack. I I can't okay. I, I can't do this without you. I just it is it has okay. been a it's been a couple of years, man. We'll just we'll just mm. say that. So, um, well, Logan, we're we're, we're stoked for you. Uh, we hate you just a little bit. Uh, you know, we're doing it's it's Chicago's doing that thing that it does. You know, in early March, which is hey, here's a seventy degree day, followed immediately by a snowstorm, followed a little bit later by another fifty degree day, and it's you know we never know what's going on. Ah, miss it. Those days where where it's so cold, you know, like I come home and I bring my garbage cans in or just do something real glamorous like that, and and it's so cold that it hurts your hands. Where I just start like this, like profanity laced tirade, right? Where you're just like, yes. right? Just every profanity, because it hurts. It literally hurts your hands. That that I can do without. I'm re- so done with that. That needs to be over. Yeah, but have you ever experienced like when it dips into like the high 40s? Because I've had that like at least once over the last month, and thing. that was d- just devastating. How do you even survive? I'm trying. <laughs> A buddy of mine is uh, moved out to LA and he came home for, for one winter. And it was one of those where it was like, it was negative 10. And, you know, when you're accustomed to those, you know, you're like, this is cold, but it could get way worse. And he just, he had like two coats on. He's like, how do you, how do you guys do this? I'm like, bro, you like, you're from here. Like what, like suck it up, man. So that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to avoid because like I, whenever I go home now, I have to keep the bare weather mindset and just remember that I, I am a Chicago parentheses suburb kid at heart. So, you know, got to keep the toughness. I hope I'll try. I, I'm I'm stoked to talk with you, Logan. It's, it has been too damn long, and it is great. Sure and we've has. got a lot. We got a lot to talk about. Um, and I know, th- and you know, some of this we are strongly disagreeing, which is going to make this, I think, a better conversation. Khalil Mack traded to the Los Angeles Chargers for a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick. Tariq Cohen uh, basically did not pass his physical, so the Bears waived him on an injury wave, something like that. I, I probably got the terminology wrong, but folks, you understand what, I, what I'm getting at here. It is rumored as of right now that Danny Trevathan has been released by the team. Uh, it is not for sure. You're reading on several different reports, it sure would make a whole lot of sense. Danny did not look good last year, which I wish Brendan Chagru was here because I told you so, Brendan. Um, and uh, we released. And then Eddie Goldman was also cut by the bears that is not a surprise uh do just after the COVID year just never never return to form and this is where we at now boys it seems like ryan poles is making an early stamp on what he's trying to do so uh logan just kind of give us a, your general thoughts on this before we get into maybe the specifics of khalil or one of these other guys and then jack same thing and i want to kind of finish it up yeah, I think that the the most important part of that is the last thing that you talked about, which is Ryan Poles 
choosing a direction and just and going all the way that way. Obviously, this is just the start of what will hopefully be many, many, many different moves over the coming seasons. But, you know, as Jack can attest to as well as a White Sox fan, we we had this you know, to a certain degree, what, six years ago at this point where the Sox started to tear everything down and by no means have the bears gotten to that big of a tear down to what the white Sox did. But I think just in general, none of these moves so far have entirely like surprised me. You know, I haven't felt taken aback by anything. Um, I think it's just important to realize that the most frustrating thing for me the last you know however many seasons you want to see of bears footballs every year you can almost confidently say they're going to finish between you know two games under 500 and two games above 500 it's never going to vary from that except for i guess this past year when there are however many below but uh it's just it's just enough averageness and at some point you have to as a franchise, be able to take a step back, make some moves that are not exactly going to be popular amongst maybe more casual fans, but the more diehard fans, I think, understand that sometimes you you just have to, to make a change. So overall, it's not exciting. It's not fun, but it's something I think that needs to happen. As, as well said, I think the White Sox parallel is perfect. You know, I think in baseball, it's become you're either trying to vie for a championship or you are rebuilding. And we can maybe get into the weeds a little bit more about whether we consider this to be a true rebuild or not, or whether that would be a good thing for the Bears. But, you know, time is a great thinker of things. As we look back at the last month or last couple of weeks or even this last week, what choice does he have besides this? I mean, he's just going to have to eat it a little bit. The Bears are going to have to eat shit a little bit. And he's going to have to clean up some of what Pace left over. Not to say it was terrible or that it was in shambles, but there was a lot of kicking the can down the road. And so this dead cap space, is there's a little bit of, of, of inevitability to it. Um, otherwise, what do you do? Do you stay neutral like Logan was just alluding to and continue to be around 500? No thanks. Do you shoot your shot if your polls? how <laughs> i mean how does he do that right now I, he's to me it, it's it's perfect it, it is get rid of some of this dead wood clear it up get yourself some cap space start accumulating some picks and 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 then let's build this thing right for once i think i was more emotional about it at first than everybody else uh, within our text chain uh, I like Khalil Mack. I wanted to see Khalil Mack continue. I understand he had the injuries and I get all that. Um, I don't think that Ryan Poles got all of what he could have for Khalil Mack. Uh, I, the second round pick, I, I love. I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those guys that think he should have gotten four first round picks. Like, please stop. That's not what I meant. But, you know, a, a second and a sixth, like, I also get the fact that, you know, it's 2022 and 2023. If, if it was a fifth, or a fourth, I feel significantly better about this move. Um, you know, getting his contract off the books, I think is essentially what you guys have have kind of alluded to. I mean, in 2022, they have some cap space, uh, a, a good amount of cap space, but it would seem that in 2023, they are going to have a ridiculous amount of cap space. However, they have holes at every position. You know, as, as you guys were talking about, you can't make a run you don't have any talent. I mean, and you don't have, you have one, one wide receiver. I mean, really, when you think about it, you have one wide receiver, you've got two 
pretty good running backs. You have an offensive line that has holes all over the place. You now have a defensive line that has holes all over the place. You are missing another pass rusher. Now, I like what Travis Gibson did last season, but I I don't know. Some people are like really, really, really high on him. Um, I like him. I don't know that I'm there yet per se. Maybe I got to go back and watch some film. I don't know, guys. I just I, I don't feel as warm and fuzzy about this. And maybe it's just because I know that the 2022 season we're looking at four, maybe six wins max for this team. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're probably right. And I think that especially the Khalil Mack um, situation is more than anything. It just feels like you're just like taking your medicine. It's just like, just take it. You're not going to enjoy it. You don't want to do it, but you kind of have to do it because you allude to all those different positions where the bears have these major holes and these talent deficiencies. And I think that's exactly why now, and I don't think anyone's arguing that now wasn't the time to trade Khalil Mack. I don't think anyone's saying that, but I think that that points even more to this being the time because you know, obviously pass rush is a gigantic thing in the NFL. If you don't have a pass rush, you're not going to win many games, which now the bears really don't have that. But considering all of the different holes that the bears had Khalil Mack more than anything kind of started to feel like a luxury, uh, like that final piece, like take the Rams, for example, this past year, how they went and traded for Von Miller. Now, I don't know if Von Miller was the ultimate difference in them winning a Super Bowl and not winning a Super Bowl, but that final veteran pass rushing piece really just feels like a bit of a luxury. And and it, now the state of the Bears were not in the, the luxury business. So it just felt like the correct timing. And again, Another thing that I, I read something that Adam Johns of The Athletic wrote, which kind of encapsulated what I was trying to explain on our text group the other day. And he just wrote, I feel like we hardly got to know him, speaking of Khalil Mack. And it's not the end all be all. I don't think for a player, even a star player to be like super, super engaging and all these things with the media and get to know the fans and all this. But there was always a certain aspect of Khalil Mack where I just like, I just, I felt like he was on the bears, but he wasn't at the same time. Um, I don't know how to fully explain that. I just never felt like I, he showed who he was where, and maybe it's because you have guys like Akeem Hicks on the defense where it's like, you know, exactly who Akeem Hicks is as a person. So, uh, you know, I, I thank Khalil Mack a ton for what he did for the bears to make that one season very exciting. But for the most part, this, it just felt like a thing that just had to be done and it's not fun, not exciting, but it's there. You know, on the, on the last thing, uh, you know, I think I would agree with you and it's not, I don't think we're like, you know, kicking the guy on the way out of town, but he didn't necessarily endear himself really to Chicago and felt a little bit mercenary, like not a whole lot of pressers, <laughs> not really available to the media. Um, now, I don't think there's any doubting the guy's work ethic. I mean, it, there's not there's not a, a ton of negative things to say. I will just say that I've been off the bandwagon on Khalil Mack for a while, and I think maybe controversially so. I mean, I, I went deep dive on it because I got so tired of people talking about him being double teamed. And so I'm, right, I'm going to watch like, you know, four or five games. He only played, you know, seven last year. And, and maybe he was injured again this year. I don't know. But he just doesn't get double teamed as much as people said, or at least he didn't last season. Uh, he wasn't pursuing after the play was over. He was doing a lot of spectating. I always think of Warren Sapp. <laughs> I think of Warren Sapp chasing the ball carrier down the field, 20 and 30 yards. High motor guy. I know that's an overused phrase, but we weren't getting that from him necessarily. He played, 
you know, in those seven games, uh, you know, he, he only had, had six sacks and seven QB hits, which is, is pretty good numbers. Here's the deal. He was the highest paid player on the team. And he doesn't produce, he didn't produce, like the highest paid player on the team. And that's the other thing I did was go through and look at every single highest paid player. And we need to get something out of those high paid players, especially ours. When you look at, you know, uh, Bo Jacks, when you look at Eddie Jackson, when you look, if, if all of those guys aren't producing, we're, we're in a real bind. And, they're, and they aren't, and they haven't been. And so I think, you know, uh, again, do you want to pay a guy who's due twenty three million, you know, twenty three million dollars in twenty twenty three at the age of thirty two, or do you want to move him? The Chargers could have went after free agents, and they could have paid twenty million or less. Those guys out there, Chandler Jones, Von Miller, Jadavian Clowney are out there, and they could have done that and give up no picks. But instead, they took our guy, and they took his money. And they gave us some picks. So just, I guess, for perspective, and Ryan, you know, I greatly respect your opinions. You're often right when I think you're wrong. And and like, seriously, a lot of times I'm like, you're so wrong. And then later I'll be like, oh, he was so freaking right. (laughs) Just on, yeah, no, it's absolutely true. But on this one, I I just feel it was right. It was absolutely right. I I, want to make sure I, I make this point abundantly clear. Like trading Mac was the right decision. I was upset about it, you know, because I, I I've got a I've got a Mac jersey. Like, you know, you you can't you couldn't watch the 2018 season and much of the 2019 season without just kind of sitting back in awe of of him as a player. You know, and I and I do understand what you guys were talking about. Like you you didn't know him, but I also think that's part of his personality. You know, some guys show it and some guys just don't. And I think, you know, the things that I read uh, about his time uh, it wasn't in Vegas. It was Oakland at the time, right? When he was mm-hmm. when he was playing with the Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was very much the same thing. That he he give these these few sound bites, like you know, when he was talking, like, are we talking about white Nick or black Nick? You know, and you're just like, oh, okay, that's that's the conversation that he's having. Um, you know, I just think he he's just a little bit more of a reserved guy. Um, but I, you know, I it, it's just it, it. I was thinking back to the San Francisco 49ers game this past season when the bears played uh, and you, you, everybody knows my epic uh, meltdown that happened. It was in that moment that I realized this season is officially done. And I, mm-hmm. I think when the Cleo Mac trade came across, it was, Oh, 2022 is officially going to be a terrible season. I, I, I I'm not mad about the trade, as much as I am about the compensation, you know, and and I, I totally hear what you guys are saying. He's 31 years old, but I get the feeling the Chargers are going to be very, very happy with their investment. I think that Khalil Mack is going to come out motivated yet again, and maybe he gives a 2022 season much like his 2018 season with the Chicago Bears, where he just kind of tears it up. I mean, I'm just thinking about him and Bosa on two ends. Good God, man. That's a good, good for the chargers. Like good for them. Yeah. And that's very possible. I mean, your greatest, what do they always say, right? Your greatest ability is your availability. And quite honestly, the 2021 was the first time he missed more than two games in a season. So he has been, um, he has been durable for sure. Uh, last year was a bit of an outlier. So Mm -hmm. yeah, there could be some, some remorse, you know, if that happens, even if he does blow up, I'm still not sure we could afford him afford to keep him monetarily on the team. I still think the benefits for this Bears franchise at this moment, the comparison of having a dynamic pass rusher on the edge 
who garners you know twenty three million dollars or a hundred and twenty eight point five million cap space in twenty twenty three like that this that to me is kind of like the like the the razor's edge of where we're at. Gentlemen, before we talk about the other guys, would you call this an official rebuild, or do you think that there are still lots of moves left to be made? maybe on that offensive side of the ball. I, I, I'm really curious to see what you think. Let's go same order as last time. Let's go Logan, Jack, and I'll finish it up. Yeah, I mean, I think that as soon as you trade your most notable player on the team, uh, your highest paid player on the team, and then also follow that with a flurry of notable you know, departures, I don't think that you can call it anything but that. I think that there's different levels to a rebuild and it's yet to be seen what that level is going to get to, but it's so much it, it, like you can compare it to a sport like baseball, but you also can't because baseball rebuilds are long and they're arduous and they're going to take many years football. You can rebuild pretty quickly. And I also think that the reason that I won't call this like a full blown rebuild, I think it's a, uh, you know, I hated hearing this word, but like, it reminds me of it now, but a retooling, they always said when they were talking about the white Sox at certain points and I hated it, but that's actually probably more accurate because when you have Justin Fields, a talented young quarterback still on his rookie contract, I don't think you're ever going to do a full rebuild because basically the whole point of the NFL is to be able to get a guy on a rookie quarterback contract and then build around him. So it's like, yeah, you can call it a short-term rebuild or retool, whatever you want. It is that, but at the same time, I'm sure Ryan Poles isn't going, okay, let's think I'm looking to 2024, 2025. No, he's, he's rebuilding looking to 2023. I think so. It, it's hard for me when you start throwing around some of those uh, phrases, not to think of like those high, like high school football t-shirts we're not rebuilding, we're reloading, you know, or some cheese <laughs> like that. Um, I just used to think like, okay, whatever, man. Um, so it, it, I, my hope is that they're going to do what they can with whatever leverage they have through the draft and through cap space and free agency to build as much of an offense as they can without breaking the bank around JF1. We've got to see if he's viable or not. You know, and your point is a great one, Logan. We've got him on a rookie contract. Is he, he is, I think it's become so blatantly clear that that is the most important position on the field. We, we have to see if he is the guy. We have to see if we got that right. So we need to get him some protection. We need to get him some, you know, some tools, uh, you know, on the perimeter, like you said, uh, Ryan. It, at least enough to get a look to know whether or not he will be our franchise quarterback going forward. So I think if you're doing a complete rebuild and I, you know, Ryan, you've done a great job of describing how next year is going to suck, Boy, it'll mm. really suck. If we have to see another, if we don't see any growth from JF one, if we don't see protection, if we don't see him developing in terms of his technique and his fundamentals, because he still doesn't have anything around him. It's just, you know, uh, it's on fire. Then that will really suck. Then I'll be very concerned about what Poles is doing and the coaching staff. And, and, and all of that will be, that'll be bad, really bad. I, I, I think what we're probably going to see is 
not those big free agent names. Like obviously Amari Cooper wasn't a free agent name, but you know, we're not going to see a big trade like that, like a big name coming to Chicago, but I get the sense that we will probably see some flyers, some guys that maybe had an injury or two uh, showed some promise, something along those lines, you know, a little bit like an Allen Robinson, you know, Allen Robinson was a really good free agent signing, but there were a lot of people like, Hey, he's coming off a big, was it the ACL, whatever ACL. it was. Yeah, yeah. It was a big ACL injury and people thinking maybe he could be back. Maybe he's not going to be back. Maybe he's going to be healthy. We don't know where that productivity is going to be. Um, and you know, you take a couple flyers this year on guys that maybe they might work, maybe they won't. And then maybe we do see those, those like, Hey, let's go get somebody big in 2023. Um, because I, I, they've got to protect Justin Fields better, or he's not going to make it to 2023. I mean, that offensive line was just just awful. It just sucks because they took such a huge step back. They looked really good in 2020. Like that was one of the few things you're like, Hey, this line is getting better and better and better. And then it just got worse and worse and worse. Um, and it, he needs a weapon. He needs someone to throw the ball to, I, you know, someone was mentioning maybe that Allen Robinson could be coming back again. I don't oh, see a no. world. I don't Let's see do a world. something else. I, Let's that, do that, something else. That's how I feel about it too. But you know, just there, there's, you know, Goodwin is gone or Godwin is gone. Uh, you know, the, a lot of those, those big names are, are no longer available. So be interested to see, you know, where the bears go, especially at wide receiver and especially where they go in the offensive line. All right, gentlemen, really quick, Tariq, Danny, Eddie Goldman, any shockers there, any, any, you know, remorse in, in letting those guys go. I, I mean, I think for me, just <clears throat> of that group, the Tariq Cohen one, just, you know, you get it. It's, it's, it was a really disappointing last two years. Obviously he had some trouble coming back from the ACL. Um, but it's just, you, I feel like in 2018, he was another one of those guys where it was like, I saw him as a pillar of this team, a gadget, a weapon for the next man, six years at least. And, and that fizzled out so quickly. It's almost like it's almost like Tariq Cohen's Bears career almost encapsulates just what the last four years was for the Bears. It was so much excitement and so much promise that year and year to two seasons. And then after that, it was just you didn't see him, which very much does describe the Bears. So I think of those three deals, the Cohen one hits just your heart a little bit more just because I, I like Tariq a lot. I like following him on uh, Instagram and stuff. I think he's a, he's a cool guy and he's a very good running back. And I hope that he gets to go somewhere and, and, you know, is healthy again and gets to play some good football. Isn't it a little weird that we're still so in the dark? I mean, I, I don't, it's just odd to me that we never got any, any details as to what occurred during his rehab or why it is that he just never seemed to recover. It's incredibly unfortunate for somebody that is as dynamic as, as he is, as you said, Logan. I mean, if, if Mac was the end of the Ryan Pace, go big or go home era, I feel like Tariq Cohen is the end of the, you know, KC, you know, Matt Nagy dream in Chicago. You know, I just like, Okay, I got it. Like that, mm -hmm. Tariq Hill too is uh, is now out of town. You you're gonna save another seven point five million on the cap. That's big. He's worth more in cap money, sorry, than he has been not playing. Uh, and then I don't think that Goldman fits the the four three. You know, he's young. He's twenty eight. I think he's gonna he's gonna catch on and probably be pretty good somewhere else. But that's another six point six million on the cap. 
So I think it really is just, man, we're, we're, we're not going to like Mariano's right now. We're, we're, we're Aldi. We are just, <laughs> I, Aldi. that is a, that is a salt. Cause I literally got Aldi groceries the other day, Jack. So <laughs> I, I'm actually a fan. I'm, I'm trying to save money out here. LA for sunny and warm. It's kind of expensive. I get it. You got to feed yourself. And right now, like we're going to do it on a, on a bare budget, I think. <laughs> and, th- and thanks to, to Vladimir Putin, we're all going to be spending $18 a gallon on gas. <laughs> what yeah, if- I passed. I passed. It was six ninety five for oh a gosh. gallon for oh. at a gas station. I passed the other day. That dude's an ass hat. Okay. All right. So gentlemen, <laughs> you've got, you've got to cut another Chicago bear. It, by the time this podcast comes out, it might be that guy might be gone. Who are you going to go with? And I think I know the answer. So, Logan, you get to go first, Jack, and I'll finish it up. Just because I haven't thought more into this question, so I don't think I can give you a very detailed response, but, like, my brain just goes to Eddie Jackson. That's that's my answer. That contract is just awful. You know, we we know Ryan Pace was spending the credit card and just like, oh, we'll pay it off later, we'll pay it (laughs) off later, we'll pay it off later. Future problems. Bro, you know. Jack, you, you kind of feel in the same way? Well, I mean, I, I think, you know, I was bantering a little bit on Twitter and where I think it would be great, A, I don't know is if anybody would be stupid enough to bite on it and take that money. And then you're looking at even more dead money for the Bears. My hope is that he will, like, shit or get off the pot. I mean, with Iberflus there and, like, the DB coach being the, you know, the the new DC, uh, maybe they can revive his career. I'm hoping against all hopes that there's still a player in there, someone from Alabama who can fly around and freaking tackle and intercept balls, you chotch. You know, I mean, (laughs) how can you just all of a sudden be that bad? But the money is just in, again it's insane look at an 11 million dollar base salary they take like a 15 million dollar cap hit on him so i think the thing is is you got to figure out a, a way to pay roquan you know and so i just I, I don't know he's the one that yeah he's the one that would come to to, to my mind first i can't think of anybody else off of the, i mean you're going to dalton's gone right mm-hmm. you're yes. going to keep um your favorite Nick the Dick Foles because you just are, right? I mean, bird in why hand. My, why, why is he my favorite? Where did that come from? <laughs> just because I thought I might poke the bear a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you had a jersey. You don't have a jersey? Yeah, totally. I I loved it. I okay. I okay. Now you you have poked the bear a little bit. The whole the whole like people are like, oh, Nick Foles is gonna take over the back shoulder throw and all that stuff is like, dude. I okay. I, hey, I you know what? I I said I wouldn't talk about. I'm just. Mitch is a better quarterback than Nick Foles. Just Nick Foles gets hot. And when he gets hot, he is, he, he's, he's a, he's a relief pitcher and he's one of the best to ever play the game. Like in, in that regard. Okay. Since I said it <laughs> is, is Mitch going to get a fat contract or is he going to get meh money? I think he's going to get an Andy Dalton contract somewhere. Uh, you know, because I think they're going to want to bring him in and see what he can do outside of Nagy's offense and no longer in Buffalo and and just get a, a real true sample of what he's doing. And if they can figure out a way to flex him some way into a one year contract with the possibility of, you know, more afterwards, then I, I feel like that's what you're going to see. I don't think anybody is going to want to necessarily throw big money at him because he's so unproven and because it's such an important you know position. But I do agree with you. I think he's not talent less. If he if he improved a little bit under Dable, Dable and if, if he 
throws a little bit better ball. He's so athletic and he's a great dude. People love him on the team. So mm-hmm. I, I, we we talked about this, right? I'd like I'd love to see him have some success. Yeah, I don't see how he gets a huge contract. I think it's just as simple as you know a team like. I don't know. This is the first team I think of just because they just got rid of Russ and I know that they got Drew Locke and that, but like, I don't know if you're Seattle, maybe bring him in to compete with a Drew Locke and he's probably better than Drew Locke. Again, that's just a random landing spot for him. But I, I, I just, I don't know if he's a guy that you could hand the reins over to him for one year if you're a team that's in transition. And I'd assume that's probably what will happen. He'll be like a, a B option for a team who is probably gunning for, you know, maybe a quarterback in the draft or, you know, somebody else in free agency. But yeah, it seems like it would be kind of irresponsible to be paying him big money at this point where, cause he didn't even, you know, he didn't get to play in Buffalo and didn't really prove himself anymore. It's almost just like, it's almost like his stock raised by just not playing. And again, he's talented. That's not a shot against him, but sometimes that is what happens in the NFL. I just, I, I wonder if Matt Nagy hadn't been the head coach of this team, I, I don't, I said it a million times. He He's not going to be a pro bowler. He's not going to be, you know, a, a, a 5,000 yard passer with 50 touchdowns, but I just wonder what he could have done. You know, I wonder what a lot of these guys could have done. You know, it was David Montgomery being held back by poor offensive line play, but also bad play calling, um, you know, just bad scheming. It just, I mean, it seemed like it got worse and worse and worse. Um, gentlemen, let's let's talk because you brought it up a little bit. Logan, the Russell Wilson to Denver. I was really surprised to, to see this one. I know Denver really wanted a quarterback. And I think to some extent with Vic Fangio, they were a quarterback away from being a pretty decent football team. The AFC West is just stacked. That is the best division in football. And I think that the NFC North may be the worst um, with yes. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers getting a four-year, $200 million contract to stay with the Green Bay Packers. Gentlemen, talk me through which one was a bigger surprise to you. And if you had to choose one of those two quarterbacks, which one would you choose? Um, surprising wise, the Rogers, maybe then the number, the years, the money that was obviously surprising. Cause that's astronomical, but the whole time, I feel like I knew in my heart of hearts that he was going to end up on the Packers. Um, it's hard for me to like see a contract for four years, a guy, what is he? 37, eight. Something he's going like to be that. 38 when the season or he's 38. Now I think he's going to be 39 when the season starts, if I'm correct. Okay. And so, I mean, maybe Tom Brady has corrupted my brain, but it's like, he might play really well for all four years of that contract, but boy, oh boy, if you, if you don't get a super bowl. And again, this is, this is very much a, a fan of a football team who stinks talking, but if you don't get a super bowl in the next four years of the Packers, it's the, that's a laughable, laughable long stint of just getting one Super Bowl. Again, I understand that that's coming from a Bears fan who has zero Super Bowls, whatever. Um, talking about the Russell Wilson one, it was surprising that he was traded, I think. But at the same time, once you boil it down, the Broncos were, it sounds like, desperately trying to get Aaron Rodgers. And Russell Wilson isn't too bad of a plan B. That team is going to be very, very good. They have an explosive offense. Javante Williams is a crazy good running back. Uh, Jerry Judy, they did trade Noah Fant back to the Seahawks. And that kind of brings me to the point of the Seahawks. Like, I, I think it's almost similar, but on a much different scale to the Bears trading Mac in just the fact that 
it, you didn't have to do it, I guess, but the, the Seahawks just felt stuck in the water for me the past few years. It's like, it just kept being the same thing over and over again. And uh, I, I don't know, I feel like some change was due there. So whatever the draft pick compensation was, I don't know off the top of my head, but I know it was significant. And I, when I read it, I was, I was decently impressed by it. I think it's a, I think it was a trade that both teams could benefit from or both teams could lose. So if that's me picking a side, I just picked all four possible sides right there. So analysis. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> you know, Karen Rogers, uh, they don't think he left Green Bay with much of a choice. Uh, if they let him go, they're the biggest idiots. Yeah, you know, they've got the like a Hall of Fame quarterback in their building. If we had a Hall of Fame quarterback in our building and let him walk away, I think that that would be there'd be a lot of lot of regrets. And I think in some ways, I really, I mean, I, we talked about last time. I hope it just screws them. You know, I just hope that they are just milked of money and have like not a lot of options to go elsewhere. Waddle said it best the other day on Waddle and Sylvie. Has the NFC North ever been won this early? Because Green Bay won it already, um, which sucks. I think I'm going to need a medicated enema when I watch the game. because <laughs> that's, a, that's a visual for you there, folks. Yes. <laughs> What's he doing? Like puking and like getting medicated enemas. And I mean, dude is just, I, you know what was interesting? I actually listened to Waddle and Sylvie talk to Jay Cutler uh, the other day. And they were talking about how so many Green Bay fans were just like, yeah, F that guy. Let him walk. Meaning Aaron Rodgers. Like, they were, like, Collar was ice fishing somewhere up in Minnesota and ran across some Green Bay fans. And they're like, yeah, that guy can go pound sand. We don't want him anymore. So there's a kind of interesting thing that there was some vibe out there that people were like, you know, hasta luego. I could see that. Wouldn't you get tired of his antics? So, Jack, I have a question just for you. Uh-oh. Which guy do you hate more? You have to pick one. Is it Jay Cutler or Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> this is a great question. Um, it, it still is Jay Cutler. I mean, because guess what? Aaron Rodgers wow. is good at football. Aaron Rodgers is really good at football. Aaron Rodgers takes his team to the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers takes his team to the Super Bowl once. Jay Cutler would have never done. <laughs> so, yeah, it's still pretty clear cut to me. Jay, Jay almost got there, man. Uh, he he was a significant leg injury away from getting to the Super Bowl, and you know, yeah, uh, th- there's no there's no question. Rodgers is a better quarterback, but uh, some report just came out that he is, I think, the most disliked athlete in the United States right wow. now today. Which I mean, just stop, stop talking, stop yes. like, look at me, pay attention to me. Like I just. Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to remove my bear fandom from this. And I, and I was thinking about this question and I really am curious, how would you guys feel if he had been drafted by the Chicago bears and he was your quarterback and all this same drama was going on right now in Chicago, mm-hmm. instead of green Bay, how would you feel about him? What a question. I don't know. Cause I, I think that I tend to defend Till, to to very long lengths players that are on my favorite team just because uh, that's just who I am. But there is, you know, there is a human element at, at a certain point of, I can't answer that. That's a very, very good question. <laughs> I don't know. I would, I, I think that, I think I would, you know, 
probably disapprove for the most part, but be like, yeah, he's going to win me some football games. Right. <laughs> he's still really good. Yeah, he's still pretty good. Maybe it's it. the AJ. You know, I think it's maybe the AJ Przinsky. I, I thought about saying AJ there, but like, I don't think that's like necessarily no. the same just because like AJ was just an a-hole. Like he just totally. on the field for the most part. I'm yes. sure maybe he did some unsavory things off field. I don't know. But like, I feel like I could defend AJ Pertinsky much okay. easier than I can defend Aaron Rodgers. I guess I only meant it in as much that if he's on your team, you're like, that's my Correct. guy. But if he's Correct. not, you're like, that guy's a dick. You know, so <laughs> um, I, I think maybe that's the route I would go with yeah. with Rodgers. It's hard to say. It's a good question. I, I What'd think, you do, Ryan? Well, you know, it's hard because, you know, personally, politically, in so many different aspects, like, I I just I don't like the human being that is Aaron Rodgers. But the best quarterback statistically that the Bears have had is Jay Cutler. And I don't really like Jay Cutler that much. Uh I mean, so like to have a guy that's going to the Hall of Fame, a quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback for the Chicago Bears, not named Sid Luckman. And it it's, uh, uh, just makes me feel dirty. Let's not do this. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I feel dirty <laughs> right now. Like, I don't want to do this. Shower. I don't want to yes, do this. It's a Saturday. Yeah. I'm going to drink some beers after this. I might drink an extra beer after this now because of that conversation. I don't need Why that Why did you make life. us do that, Ryan? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the two best teams in the NFL going into the 2022 season? That's a great question. Maybe it's a, a bias of mine and my love for Josh Allen. I think I kind of chose to adopt the Bills a little bit when the Bears you know, have been so sucky. I, I would really like to see them achieve. Not only, is, not only is that quarterback a good guy, he's like ridiculously talented and has a lot of talent around him. Uh, you know, I, I, I think they're going to be one of the best teams um, I really don't want to talk about the Chiefs because I just don't want to. I don't really want to talk about the Packers because I just don't want to. And I do I do think that they are hugely disadvantaged, as a lot of folks have said, the Packers, by playing in, in our division. That's not going to help them all. So, I, you know, I, I could see it like I'm going to go uh, Bills and Rams, two best teams. But, Logan, before you go, I just – I totally forgot how angry I was about NFL overtime rules until you mm-hmm. said the Buffalo Bills and just forgot that you watched Josh Allen sit on the sideline and not get mm-hmm. an opportunity. And people yeah. just the, the whole like play defense, like, no, no, the best player on the field had to sit on the sidelines. That it just isn't right. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that, that, but oh my God, what a fun game. If I could, it was. I honestly like, I might tonight if I'm doing nothing, which I probably won't. I might just watch that game again. But no, that the the Bills that Bills Chiefs playoff game is. Once you ask that question, I looked up the odds, and it's like Bills are the odds-on favorite on DraftKings, a plus six fifty, Chiefs plus seven hundred. Those are the two best teams, and it's it's just I think you need more of an argument than like, did you watch that game? That was unlike any other game. I don't even care like the defenses. I know the Chiefs defense isn't that good. Those are the two best teams because those two those two offenses are are next to unstoppable when they're doing that. So, it, but they're both in the AFC for me. Denver is an outlier. I mean, <laughs> that'd be an interesting 
Yeah, I for sure. The more that I've thought about that the past couple of days about the Broncos, because you know I was thinking about their odds jumped all the way to plus twelve hundred, and I thought that that was kind of a steep jump for them. Mm-hmm. But the more I think about it, I think the Broncos are going to be very good next year. I mean, it's, it's not a hot take. Obviously, they got Russell Wilson now, but their defense is so good, and uh, and they have the pieces to surround him with uh, offensively. So, you know, I, I do think they're they're pretty valid. A part of me wants to pick the Washington Commanders, not as the best team, but as like a team to make the playoffs. Um, you know, I I, I kind of go back and forth on the Carson Wentz thing. Like he is not the reason they didn't make the playoffs th- this last season. I he's not a great quarterback. He's he's hot and cold uh, quite a bit. I, I think I would have liked to see them get somebody else, but their defense is so ridiculously good uh riverboat ron man he he knows what he's doing with those teams but i i tend to agree with you guys that uh, the buffalo bills that that's a team that that i definitely cheer for um i i am going to be curious to see what the bengals do if they address the offensive line the way that they could um i mean they just they just kept proving people wrong over and over and over again and joe freaking burrow is just so much fun to watch um and then other than that you know from the nfc I don't really like the Rams, but yeah, it, it has to be the Rams. I mean, they're, they're still stacked at this point. Do you dislike the Cowboys more though? Is there, I mean, is that just a universal team to like not want to see Jerry, do well? Jerry Jones is a, just a giant D bag. Yeah. Uh, the, the report coming out that some, you know, like illegitimate gr- like child came out like today, it was like 25 year old. Uh, and then he paid hush money for it. Like, I wasn't surprised oh, at all. I no. don't like the Cowboys. Uh, they're not America's team. Uh, you know, I I like Dak Prescott. I really like him. I wish he was playing somewhere else because I think if he was, he probably would have won a Super Bowl at some point. I mean, the, the dude is just, he's a very, very, very good quarterback. Uh, but that team has way too much dysfunction. It starts with their owner. Yeah. I'm look, I'm, I'm just now I'm like gro- engrossed in these odds. It just, I feel for the Bengals. That that not winning that game. I mean, you lose any Super Bowl. Obviously, it hurts really bad. It's not going to change anything. But you don't know when you're going to be back, and that's not taking anything away from how Joe, like good Joe Burrow is and how good the rest of that team is. But boy, you got to go against like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. Oh, oh my God! And that's not to mention like Bill Belichick, the Browns, who are getting a little bit like it's just that is that's a really good conference and. Uh, man, if I was a Bengals fan, yeah, that's just I sometimes things just set in and I just realize how much that would hurt right now. Then again, going to a Super Bowl would be pretty sweet, would it not? Yeah, but going to a Super Bowl and losing, it just it leaves this like, I don't know, the unfinished aftertaste. I I, I don't know how else to describe it. You know, that the hangover from 2006. I remember walking to the 2007 season being like, we are definitely going back to the Super Bowl. And then they hung on, what was it, the 2010 season, the 2011 season, maybe even 2012, they played, the Bears played well. And you're like, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. And and it just, just never came to. And you're just kind of always holding on to that. I think much the way that we're still holding on to that 2018 season. Agreed on that. The 06, it was such a letdown. I feel like it didn't even happen almost. I mean, they were there and then we has to return that touchdown and we were losing our minds. And from that point on, it was like, oh, okay. This is what's happening. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to see what else happens here coming up in the future with free agency. It's, it's going to be 
like I said, I, I'm going to be curious to see what the Bears are doing, where everybody else is going. It's kind of a fun time uh, for, for, for sports. All right, so gentlemen, it is time to get out of here. So let's go around the horn and give shout outs. Before we give shout outs, just got to say, like things are going to be a bit sporadic uh, as the offseason goes on. We'll have a couple podcasts kind of line up together and then there won't be anything for a little while. The next episode, uh, Patrick Sheldon won the coaches. Uh, fantasy draft and so he will be running the episode i don't know where he's going to go with it or what he's going to do with it but i know <laughs> it's going to be an adventure uh so looking forward to that so for shout outs let's go jack logan and i will finish it up i had a little back and forth uh, this week with uh, rob schwartz jr from bears goggles and we were talking about the potentiality of of Eddie Jackson, you know, being shopped, and he just really, inf- like, really informative. Uh, his uh, handle is a little, little contrived, so I'll, I'll do my best here. It's uh, it's shy Ruxin BGO, shy Ruxin. There's an X in there, so but you can find him pretty easily. He's he's got a lot of followers. He's a really good dude, and I know I do it a lot, but just because I was in Houston last weekend with my son Connor. Shriners is amazing. The college, uh, the college baseball classic that they hosted down at Minute Maid uh, raised a ton of money. They had phenomenal attendance. At that point, we didn't know if there was going to be any baseball, so it was so cool to be on the field with Texas and LSU and Baylor and just all these elite coaches and players. Everybody was nice, and Shriners just does it right. So, and they're at I think at Shriners Hospitals. So, I, I will I will try not to go to the well on that one too much. But that's that one's just fresh, and and again, they just do such great things for kids at no cost. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I had some serious secondhand jealousy based on that. Like what that whole experience looked like. That was incredible, and the and the the look of. Jack being just as tall as Troy Tulowitzki. <laughs> like, I, I don't I know if like, you put, wait, I, what? Yeah. I don't know if you put that picture out on social media, but like, that's a great look like you. That's, that's, you know, thank you. When I you saw it like, I was like, I think that's Tulo. And yeah. Connor, you know, was like, who, who is that? And I was like, well, let me tell you, <laughs> you know, cause yeah. there was a time where he was, if not the best shortstop, I mean, without injury, he, I think is a hall of famer he is very yeah. good. Absolutely. I mean, he was, he's, he's one of the first guys that kind of like makes me feel old because like, he's who I was watching yes. all the time growing up and he's, he was that. that like near that shortstop. So yeah. um, as far as my shout outs, uh, you know, it's kind of a cop out uh, just because I'm not here a lot, but I have to shout out, you know, Patrick Sheldon, Brennan Chigru, Ryan Dangle, Jack, right. Just because, you know, I, the fact that I just get to like, come on here or get asked to come on here with uh, with a group of guys who, who really know their stuff and who, who bust their butts every day to make this really good is, is truly awesome. Um, and I hope that I get to come on here uh, more in the future, but uh, obviously haven't been uh, active on Twitter because I run like way too many Twitter accounts as it is. So I need a, I need a break from that at times, but uh, once football season rolls around and hopefully a little bit this summer, we'll get more active, but again, just like very impressed by all that you guys do. And uh, I, this is uh, this is close to the highlight of my weekend being able to do this and see you guys and and talk to everybody out there. I freaking missed you, Logan. Like I missed you just, guys. 
Dude, you just, your, your sense of humor too. You just, you always know like when to hit it and just like, <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, it's just, you know, while, while it's, it's been a joy, Patrick Sheldon has filled in fantastic. Yes, he has. He is, he is an absolute joy to have in the pod. And, you know, he's just, he's become a, a good friend in a short amount of time. It's, we just, we miss you tremendously, I, dude. So it's guys, you, you all bring out the best in me. <laughs> you do, you do. A single tier. I thought you're gonna go one you tier. Complete me. You, you complete. I would do it if everybody could see me do the hand signaling. That would really bring it home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you? How do you? How do you? Like, I don't know. I was hoping that you wouldn't. Oh, yeah. give me. Oh, I just say it. Ready, guys? Hold on. Take a deep breath. Everybody listening. You complete me. <gasps> oh, okay. Oh, there we my go. Heart fluttered. Hey, okay. There you go. Take that right. home with you tonight. <laughs> All right. I got. Uh, two-ish kind of shout outs here the first one is cam ellis wow i i i can't believe like he's a chicago beat reporter for 670 the score we've had a lot of interviews that that's like top three interviews that we've done and we're, we're looking at close to 90 episodes of the podcast i don't know how many interviews that we have had but at kingsley ellis that dude is incredible he was so funny he was just the right amount of like i don't just kept it fun and lighthearted, but he clearly knows his bears um and i just you know i I came away a bigger fan of Cam than when we went into it. And he said he'd be back in the pod again. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that one a lot. Uh, now, this one is a much more serious note. Mike Oosterwick, who also writes for the Bear Down Report, uh, Ozzy, as, as we like to call him down in Melbourne, Australia, uh, lost a family member. Um, his niece passed away due to a rare form of cancer. And it was just brutal just absolutely brutal but uh ozzy is running in uh in honor of his niece and raising money and uh he's raising money for the royal children's hospital uh down in australia and bears fans came to it we put it up on twitter and bears fans donated very generously and got Ozzy oh, yeah. way past his target awesome. of $1,000 raised for that cause. Uh, so to Ozzy and to all you amazing Bear fans, you know who you are, some of our listeners, just truly just wonderful people. And thank you for for just for a great cause. It just, you know, Jack, I think you were mentioning at some point, it's like when you start watching movies differently mm-hmm. because you are a parent, um and, and this one just like uh just my my, oh, my sure. heart goes out to ozzy ozzy's family i just we are sending all of our love and support your guys's way and we're just we're thrilled that you were able to to surpass your your goal and um i can't wait to see some of the pictures from the run i know i know ozzy's doing it for a great cause that's the stuff right there some of the things that we just talked about at the end isn't it absolutely <laughs> that's, this, that's really important we are so lucky to do this, folks. Uh, and so, and for all of you that are listening, thank you so very, very much. We know you can get your Bears content anywhere. I feel like every day I look on Twitter and there's four new Bears podcasts that are getting started and you've chosen to hang out with us. Um, and we we just, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. It just so, so much to us that that people are, are enjoying this listening and, and, and uh, just along with us for the ride. For Logan Bradley, Jack Wright, I'm Ryan Dingle. I know Brendan Chagrew and Patrick Sheldon couldn't be here, but they're with us in spirit. For all of us at the Bear Down Report, thank you so much, folks. And as always, bear down.